Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to the No Like Trust podcast. I am your host, Christine George, and today we have a superstar with us. We have Nikki Lewinson with us, and I'm super excited to have her for so many reasons. One, I've known Nikki for a really long time. Um, she is one of the kindest, most generous people I think I've ever met and authentic, truly authentic, which is important when we start to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, she's an avid runner. She's an adventurer. She's a mom. She's an ever optimist, totally positive attitude all the time. And if you've got a problem, Nikki can solve it. Like she is an amazing problem solver. So just a little bit about her. Um, before she was at Wisp.io, which she is now the chief revenue officer there. Uh, she was the head of business development with Shant Benozian at Guaranteed Rate. Um, and during the, her time there, Shant became the number one loan originator in the country. Holy cow. No, no, seriously, in the country of all loan originators, not just Guaranteed Rate. Um, so I think Nikki had a little bit to do with that. And we're going to talk about that. Um, she's invested her entire career in building business relationships. And today she's going to share her best strategies with us. So super excited to have you. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you for having me. What a nice, kind intro. That is a lot to live up to. I love it. Thank you very much. I'm a, I'm a truth teller. I am a truth teller. So um, be, Nikki, um, Jesse, who is our editor, who's in the background, had to actually cut Nikki and I off in the <laughs> green room because we were talking nonstop about our labradoodles and... Um, yeah, so we could talk for hours. So I'm just going to dig into the reason we're here. We really want to talk about relationships today, how important they are to building business um, and how building authentic relationships is really, you can have immense results by doing that. So let's just dig in. You were an integral part of Shant's team. We're going to talk pre-wisp.io. He didn't become number one without you. How did you help him generate so much business? Um, yeah. So when I met Sean, he was already at $274 million in funding. So he was like off and running and um, <laughs> doing an amazing job and growing business. Uh, when he brought me in, I had known him for uh, eight years. I had been sending him business pretty much prior to me joining the team from the real estate law side of things. And one thing that I loved about Sean from the start, like when he was like a $30 million a year producer and had just started out was he tr a truly cares about everyone he talks to. He remembers everything. Yes. He's like one of those people. Like if I say, I, I told you that. And he says, no, you didn't mention that. Like he's right. Like because he, he would remember, which is a brilliant um, feature in somebody to have and an attribute because it's like, if somebody remembers everything like that, they really care. Right. And, um, so when I joined the team, I, I had always felt like I must be his best referral source. So I said, you don't need to bring me onto your team. I already send you everyone I know. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I want to make sure that all of our customers and partners as we, as I grow and as you help grow it, you know, get that same level of care. And, um, we were just really aligned with how, um, how we feel about people and partners. And like how much effort they're putting in to what they're growing and that when somebody passes to us, it's like we want to give that that new client or lead or whatever you want to call it, you know, this amazing amount of attention because we know how hard it was for it to get passed in. And to me, that was like a core piece that not everyone in the industry of like realtor, lender, 
insurance agent necessarily get, right? Like every opportunity is hard won for somebody. So we want to care for them the same way. So we had like the basic core value of how we thought of our clients, our partners, and how we treat people. And so it became really easy for me to come into the team. And he gave me a lot of freedom and leeway to grow it and build business how I thought would be really effective, which you know, we, he is the number one lender in the country out of 500,000 now, right? And, and even now, um, I mean, I'm not on the team anymore, but the whole, the whole process in between, you know, we, we built through a lot of low cost, no cost events that we really cared about and included our world into it. Um, we grew through adding as much value as possible without worrying so much about what we got in return and also just giving people a great experience. So, um, growing real relationships that that I care about and including them in things that I care about and learning about what other people care about and getting involved in that, I think yeah. was really the key to growing business, you know, for 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 that. And it sounds so simple and simple, <clears throat> but um creating events and opportunities to be with our sphere were like was meaningful to them and meaningful to me as well. Um that you you there's so much to unpack in that. So there are three <laughs> things that I just wrote down that I heard, um, three stra specific strategies to building those relationships. One was low cost, no cost events. The second one was providing value without worrying about the return, which is really key. Um, without worrying about the return, so many people are afraid to provide value because they're going to give away their secrets or they're going to be you know, people are going to take from them and then they're not going to get anything in return. So that's a really key thing. And then providing an experience. I think those are so important. Um, I have so many questions about that. But the first question is, um, how, how do you know, like what, what the vet, what they want for value? Like, how do you know what to give them? How do you know what they want for an experience? I mean, how, how, how do you know, what people need, what they care about. So, I mean, relationship building, in my opinion, and what makes it like fun is like, I genuinely like people. Like I like to be around people. I'm curious about people. Like I, I, I have this, uh, I used to do this thing and I still sometimes do it. Like if I'm nervous in a situation, right. And I'm with somebody new, I just want to find like one or two unique things about them that I can like like that that maybe no one else knows or not like a secret, but like a hobby or something they care about and really just ask a lot of questions. So like, it's pretty simple. I feel if I just ask people questions to uncover what they do care about. And if it's, you know, just because they care about something doesn't mean it's like an event I'm going to do or a, a road I'm going to go down. But it gives me a good idea of like what I can include them in in the future that will be like fun, important and exciting to them. And so uh, to know what their what value they're looking for to me is truly about just asking questions and listening and being curious about people because yeah, everyone, I, has some, everyone has something super interesting. Everybody does. Everybody, I totally agree with you. Everybody has a story. Um, and and quite honestly, people want to be acknowledged. They want to be heard. They want to be um, recognized. And when somebody like you asks them questions about what they love. Or what's important to them, it makes them feel heard, right? And so that's that's where the relationship building really begins. And I think that's what's the quote? People don't know how much you. What is it? What is it about? Oh my god, I'm, it's going to drive me crazy now. <laughs> People don't know you care until they know how much you care. I forget the quote. 
You know what I'm talking about. It also makes so yes, I do, but I can't think of what the quote is. And I'll like think of it in the shower, I'm sure, like tomorrow morning. I know. Um, but I I think that also like it makes it really fun to grow relationships and do business with people that you know. And so getting to know people is like, you know, in my opinion, like what makes this job or you know, and this translates from Sean to Wisp to any, you know business that the relationship that someone's growing is like if you get to know somebody and really like learn about that quirky hobby they have or something a you learn about something new which is always interesting right i hope i don't always catch all of their hobbies because like i already have too many hobbies probably i need to do some like hobby layoffs but um it also it 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 gives a common ground to like talk about in the future ask about and also um makes the person super memorable to me yes you know like i just I'll think uh, I, I can usually like remember what people order for lunch and stuff like weird things like that. But like if I know they have this like other passion or something they did when they were younger, something that was important, it's important to them now. It just makes them, you know, a really complete person beyond just the business relationship, which is really important to me. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So the quote is I thought of it. People don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Oh, yes. I like that. Right. Yeah, that's exactly yes. it. That's exactly it. Yes. Um, Quick thinking. Well, and not quick enough, uh, you know, but okay. So, all right. Tell me, um, let's face it. You can't please all the people all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even how, no matter how much we care, we can mess up. Right. Mm-hmm. So shot is growing huge and I'm sure mistakes were made sometimes and not always. How do you, right. So how do you fix them in a way that you're being true to your core values, which is that you really care? Mm-hmm. So I think that's like two parts, right? Like, so fixing mistakes, you know, and, and I've made a million mistakes in, in my career. Like I'll make a million more. I'll like disappoint people, upset people. All those things will happen just because, you know, as, as much as you try and do a great job, sometimes people's expectations, you're not like they're, they're not aligned or, or things just, you know, take a turn or you're not able to give them the, what they're asking for. Right. So in those situations, you know, usually my whole thing is like, I'd rather have a direct conversation with somebody, ask them what they're not happy with, listen to what they're not happy with, like truly give them the space just to talk, you know, and mm-hmm. then come back to them either in that moment or if I need to think about it and make amends wherever's needed. Like, you know, this is what I want to change going forward and address it head on, take responsibility. And if they're looking for something I can't provide, you know, sometimes people will call for like sponsorship money or like all sorts of things. People ask for everything under the sun, right? Which is like, okay, I am a, I'm an asker. Like I'm a true believer of like, you don't know unless you ask. So like the worst that happens, someone can say no. So I'm also yep. comfortable asking and I've been at, on both sides of that equation, but I'm also comfortable saying no. Um, I think part of providing value is and doing it in a, a way where you're not expecting a return or not worried about the return is providing value that you're comfortable providing. If it's something that like I will feel resentful about or like we can't afford or doesn't make sense, I'll just tell people like I can't yeah. do that, but I can do yeah. this. And yes. so to me in a relationship, um, especially with like a, a referral partner or a, and a customer, right, is just to be really clear about like, hey, I want to hear what you need or what you think you need from me. And then I'm going to tell you what I can do. And if I can't do that, I'm going to tell you another option that would be a yes. So it's never like, no, I can't believe you're asking me. I'm glad people come to me and ask me for things. Like that's a sign yeah. of a healthy relationship, right? 
But yeah. I also think healthy is being able to say, that's not like how I can help or how we can help. And I've had a lot of these millions of these conversations in my career, but like, this is what I can do that might scratch that itch or fill that purpose for you. So yeah, yeah. That that's a good so way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about asking. It goes back to how you start to build a relationship. It's asking mm -hmm. questions and listening. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. All right. So tell me what's the most creative strategy you've ever implemented? So I'll tell you my favorite strategy and it's like super self-serving. So I will put that out there. And I think that like really good strategies often is for building relationships, I would say mm -hmm. strategy is choosing things to offer that I want to do as well. Right. So like things that I'm comfortable providing. So for my favorite way of growth and client engagement with Shant, and, and it will probably be forever in any business I'm in, is to, um, you know, I love to do, uh, like if I didn't have to work, right? If I didn't need to bring in dollars or whatever, I'd probably use all my sales skills and energy and relationship building for charitable giving, right? Like I, I, I like the idea of if you're a salesperson, you get to use your powers for good, ask for money for something that really needs it and all these different things, right? So one of my favorite strategies with Chant that we had developed like upon me joining, like before I joined, it was built into my contract essentially, was that I could grow as much as we wanted to through community giving. So for me, that meant like I wanted to be able to spend X amount of time working with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. That was like the charity I brought to, with me to that job, right? And we we grew other relationships with other charities throughout, which which have been amazing and really exciting and impactful for, for me personally, but also for our, our clients. So the strategy there is like, you don't have to throw this huge fancy party. You don't have to spend a ton of money on all these other things. What what's really important to me is like having time to connect. And there's plenty of nonprofits, community activities, charities out there that really, really need a hand, need bodies, need time, need energy, brain power, strategy, all of that that are like dying for help from from everyone. Right. So yep. one of my favorite strategies is to choose like for me, it's St. Jude, but it could be, you know, the Greater Boston Food Bank or, or anything. Choose something that needs the help has stuff already set up, like they already have events all year long that they're promoting, right? And they just need people to come and get engaged and be excited about it and then spread their word and raise money. So choosing something that's already in place, like you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you don't have to create the event, in finding a way to invite all of your world into it, um, I'm a more the merrier type of person. So I like events where like everyone's invited, like it could be that person, it could be that person and all their clients, it could be that person, all their clients, their neighbors, their kids soccer team, like whoever, right? The more the merrier can invite them in um, that doesn't cost anyone a lot of money, but can help make a big impact for a community that needs it. And yeah. at, that strategy, I think, has been um a super self-serving because I've gotten to spend a ton of time doing something like I really want to do. Right. Yeah. And B, yeah. it's helped for St. Jude, for example, like with the walk. Um, and I've chaired the walk for a number of years. It's helped them get this massive amount of amazing people engaged. And now a lot of our clients and partners, it's their own thing. Like they've built their own yeah. St. Jude teams. They've built their own St. Jude event. <laughs> like they're fundraising for it. Even when I'm not involved, when they see the St. Jude logo in windows of stores, they're taking pictures and they feel pride and they're connected to this way bigger impactful cause. 
And then, you know, getting a mortgage or referring to a lender and they feel good, you know, yeah. and they've created memories. So to me, that type of connection, when it's not about like work stuff, has been really helpful um, and fulfilling. Yeah. And, and it's important to note that that you grew that as well in parallel to helping Shant. And I think you're the number one fundraiser for the St. Jude Walk, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So for St. Jude Walk Run, um, Boston, I think, I don't know what they, what number it was like one or two this year in the country out of all the walks, but we've grown it from, and um, I've personally been a part of it for years, but we've grown it from the walk when I first went was like 500 people. Now it's like 3,500 people raises over half a million dollars a year in New England. So I'm super proud of that. And I'm proud of like, not like just my engagement in it, but I'm proud of like the community's engagement in it. It's like a collective win for so many people we work with and know and um, partner with. So it's yeah, just that has been such a exciting time in my life. And that's so awesome. And at the end of the day, you know, after all of the feel good stuff and the great money that you raised for St. Jude, people are feeling good about the Champenoisian team, right? Yeah. Right. They're feeling good about about us. They're feeling good about them. They, you know, people make it their own. And it's like, to me, that's the goal. It's like to that it adds a value, A, where somebody can bring their sphere in. They can see how it works, right? Like I think anything that I teach, I always make sure it's something where I'm doing, whether, you know, whatever capacity I'm in. So it's like, I believe in no cost, low cost events and turning um, all sorts of charitable giving into client engagement, right? I think it's a great way to go. Um, it, it kills like 10 birds with one stone. And even if you get no business from it, you've already won because you've like helped this charity you care about. Right. But um, aside from that, I think that, you know, there's so many low cost, no cost things that can be done for client engagement to add value. And a lot of times I see people get in the way of thinking something needs to be this big, fancy expensive undertaking and it can be really something super simple it's just people want to actually connect and um and i want to give them a way to like plug in and do that so so this was not i this was totally not on my radar to ask you but you kind of just created the segue you talked about people really just want to connect and the last couple of years has been really challenging in terms of connecting um i'm curious how were you able to continue to get people to be engaged and connect with people during the pandemic? Hmm. So during the pandemic, like we switched on a dime to like basically running like a TV station on Facebook. <laughs> so, I mean, we we instantly started a Facebook group for like all of our partners to join. And we had, I think, like, you know, 900 people join in like that first week or something. It was like a large number of people. And then what I did was I instantly turned all of my workshops that I was doing um, in person into webinars. So for the past, uh, I don't know, 2020 till now, or before that, because I did them in person, I've offered, you know, five to 10 different business development webinars um, to our, at that point, referral partners. Now, it, you know, it's just what, what I do in my life. You know, I use the information. But what we did was we turned them into, you know, online webinars so people could join in. And it's like stuff that is just about business building. So habits and accountability, I've had probably like 2000 people through it over the years, that class. Um, client engagement through community giving is one of them. Um, low cost, no cost events. 
uh, now I'm like prospecting, treasure hunting, like growing your business. Like that would be one of the classes. Um, Any tech tools I was using that would help me grow business, I would do a class around it to help our agents grow business. You know, like anything I'm doing that's working, I'm going to turn it into a webinar and offer it up. So during the pandemic, I did a ton of that. And I also did um, one of my favorite things in the pandemic that came from it was I started doing like a mile a day challenge. Another free event, right? You know, like it cost me zero dollars and zero cents, just made a Strava group and did a mile a day challenge, released it to all of our partners. They could do it with their friends. And basically, instead of meeting up for lunches and coffees and all that, I would just meet up with people for a walk. And I got like a ton of steps in. And I also got time to really connect with people in a safe environment outdoors, right? And um, see everyone still, because like it was important for me to see people, like actually see them even when we yeah. really couldn't like see them in a traditional sense. Yeah. That's and I, I did a, a guitar yeah. hour for our clients' kids. Um, Can we talk about the guitar for a second? Like I remember the first time I saw you playing the guitar on Facebook, I was like, and I think I'd known you for a couple of years at that point. I'm like, how did I not know that she played the guitar? Like you're well, amazing. I just, started. I just started playing a few years ago, like six or seven years I ago. I know you told me like, you're self-taught. That's crazy. I'm self-taught. I'm, you, I'm, I'm self-taught and I, I did it on my habit tracker from that habits and accountability class. I did 20 minutes a day. So it was a terrible guitar hour, like nothing that had a B in it, but it was a great way to just get our, get our partners engaged and have their kids on. And like, you know, it was so dumb. Like I look back at it and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I did that. But it, it's like, it was just nice. It was nice to just be silly and like, yes, yes. We don't ever get to be silly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, What do you think in your experience are the most important skills or the most important skills to build client relationships? Like we've talked about strategies, but what are the the skills that somebody needs? I think the skills are A, to be really organized, to be able to follow up and keep in touch with people, to be able to like, it's really easy to meet a lot, or maybe it's not really easy, but you can put yourself in a lot of situations where you're going to meet a lot of people, right? Just like be be in rooms with a lot of people networking, um, be in life where there's other people around. But the ability to like turn that meeting someone and liking the conversation into a relationship is, I think, a really important skill to be able to harness. And so A, being able to get their contact information easily and then follow up to stay mm-hmm. organized with keeping people in the loop on what you're doing and inviting them in. And then also find time to really connect with people, even if it's a quick phone call or like you and I met up recently for a walk, like just to find time, even if it's not all the time, even if it's like twice a year, you get to connect with this person in person, Um, but really have time just to like talk to them about what's going on, learn like what's, you know, happening in their world business wise, personally, whatever your relationship is like, and then figure out ways where you can, uh, you know, it's like really really uh sales 101 but like find pain points that you can help with and in a genuine way right you know like i said before like i don't offer things i'm not like that i'll feel resentful about i offer things that like i'm happy to help with and that i know whether whether business comes from it or not it will be okay so i heard you say organization Mm -hmm. follow up and um good listening skills because if you have good listening skills then you can understand how to solve their problems yeah and i think skill wise too, just being really habitual in how I structure my day. Habitual. Yes. yes. Time blocking is key. Time blocking is so important. Um, 
in order to achieve your goals and be efficient, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's shift. Let's shift uh, the conversation. I want to talk about Wisp.io because um, you just started there. You're the chief revenue officer. Tell us about the company. What are they trying to achieve? What's your role? What are you excited about? How can people get engaged? Yeah. So thanks. I'm super excited about all of it at this point. Um, I've been there since January, but I was helping them like behind the scenes um, and in conversations with them since May last year. So like they came to me and demoed their product. And what it is, is it ha- they have 40 patents around QR codes and web links, where when somebody scans a QR code or clicks a web link, um, it auto populates into the SMS. So the text message of the person who scanned, I'm going to just say scan for now, so we- but they're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It it will say maybe like press send to connect with Nikki or press send to learn more about one, two, three Main Street, wherever you have a QR code. Once they press send, two things happen. The consumer gets the information they're looking for and the business gets the cell phone number, name and email of the person who scanned. So what we've eliminated is the form fill and any friction for the consumer. So it's a- Wow. Yeah. And it's a TCPA compliant user initiated opt-in. So you can text and call that person and really build a relationship. So I'm, I was excited about it instantly for exactly what we just mentioned a minute ago, where you can be in a room with a lot of people, but if you can't capture their information, it's really hard to build a relationship. And sometimes that information moment or like form fill, if you have an ad or a marketing piece, and you might be able to see how many people clicked it or scanned it, but you don't know who they are. And what I loved about WISP was it gives me a chance to give someone great service from the start and be the person who reaches out my hand and says like, hey, I'd love to chat. Because although I'm a salesperson, not everybody is so comfortable calling or texting or emailing. Or for me, I'll, I'll click on a link and there'll be a form fill. And it might be my like full intention to go ahead and fill it out. But like the dog starts barking, I get a notification on my phone, a text message comes in, someone's FaceTiming, like, oh, there's a lot happening on my phone at all times, right? So it's very distracting. (laughs) It's very distracting. So what I love about it is it makes it so simple. All I have to do is press send and I'll get, like, that's my opt-in. I get the information I need back. And also it gives that company the opportunity to follow up with me via text or phone call, which is really nice. That is phenomenal. So is that executable also um, like online too? Yeah. So it works with so any on a website. Yep. So what we're seeing is our clients are using it for any call to action. So if there's a call to action on your website, like apply now, learn more, schedule a consultation, get a home valuation. Um, and we have clients in all different sectors. So like it works really well in um, any space where somebody would typically end up on a form fill. I mean, what's amazing about QR codes and COVID is like QR codes are super comfortable for people to scan. They've been scanning at restaurants, you know, um, on the side of a truck, on billboards, on commercials, anywhere, right? But a QR code only leads to a form fill or a website. So it doesn't really help the business capture the information and begin a conversation. Because I believe in tech enabling relationships to be built, not like in place of being relationships, you know? Yes. True relationships being built. So for me, um, I love the idea that I can have a QR code on a sign or a web link that says apply now or get started or learn more. And as soon as that happens, as soon as they click or scan, I can begin a conversation via text. And we have a lot of, uh, a lot of 
um, tools to be able to make great text journeys. A lot of our clients have it go into a call center or they are the call center, right? Yeah. <laughs> Delete yeah. is important yeah. here in this world. Um, yes. So, so either way, whether you're a one person solopreneur business, a realtor or a lender, or if you're like, you know, a lot of our clients at this point are massive enterprise clients. It's just very effective for filling the top of the funnel with quality leads, for lack of a better word, quality prospects, yeah. relationships, and um, to really begin a true conversation and 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 start start converting those people into customers, friends, whatever you know, any relationship you want. I love that. I can't wait to get on with IO. I can't not yes. cannot wait. So, um, I'm already like my head is buzzing. Like, okay, we can we have so many calls to action on our site. Um, I want them to all be connected through with Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So what the way are, so what to answer the rest of your question. So we're in all different spaces right now, which has been really exciting for me. I mean, we're in furniture stores, like, uh, big sporting events, um, home services, like, uh, mattress companies. I mean, like, uh, home alarms, like there's an endless amount of different like umbrellas that we're working in right now. I, I just named a few. Um, but what's exciting to me is that, um, the cost is really like April 1st. So in two weeks, and I have a beta test form if anybody wants it, but April 1st, we're releasing our full solar user experience. So like if you're one person, you'll be able to go online, click sign up. You also get a um, digital business card with it. So you, if you like are out there and you don't want to, you know, you're not creating a million different calls to action, but you want to create one, you can have that mm -hmm. really easily. Um, and it, it looks great and it's easy to use. Um, but that to me is exciting that it can be for anybody and you're not shut out as a small business or a solopreneur because yeah. like you don't have like big marketing money to spend. Like this isn't a big ticket item. If you are able to use it, you know, as one person or or a huge company, I think is really important to us as a as Wisp. What a natural evolution for you as a relationship builder to come into a space that at their primary mission is to enable building of relationships. Like that's just such a perfect fit. So what is what are like the first three things you're going to do as the chief revenue officer? Yeah. So the good news is that I can tell you because I've now been there. Right. And so I've gotten a chance to do a bunch of firsts. Um, the first thing I did was I spent and this, I think, was really important. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about if this was the right fit for me and talking to the founder and the rest of the company. There's about 25 people who work there now um, about the philosophy of like the company, the integrity, how we want to grow, what's important to us and just really learning about them. Um, to make sure that it was like a, a place that felt super comfortable for me and that I could truly be myself. Like, I can't hide that, right? Like, they, I wanted them to know what they were getting from me and I wanted to know what I was getting from them as people and as a business, right, moving forward. So yeah. really, um, the first thing before I joined was that once I joined the first day that I started, um, like officially on the clock, I had a whole day with the founder and um the vice president and i had them go through all of their most important relationships with me and give me background so like anyone that would be passed to me or anyone that's been like a big important person to wisp so far or like strategic partner of ours or really important or customer of ours or accounts i wanted to understand who those people were just like from words not like in a spreadsheet or an email and be able to like 
digest that information and start to get to know who the players were and like why they're important and how I can help them. Right. That was the first thing. And that takes a lot of time. You're not going to know someone from a download, but like gave me, I could hear the expression in people's voices as they described it to me and described the the people to me. And that made a big impact on like where I was going to start. The second thing I did was I created an intro email and I just said, okay, anyone that you think I should be in touch with right now, just send me an introduction, please. So I can then reach out and begin my relationship with them myself. Right. So I wanted that warm pass. Um, And so that was the second thing. And that's, you know, ongoing. But what it did was it gave me a really good idea of who everyone was and like how I how they fit into the puzzle. And then also it gave me an introduction to them so I could begin to like get to know them in my own right, learn about them, learn about their business and see how I can be helpful. Um, And then the third thing, which is equally as important, is really understanding what everyone's role is at WISP currently. And so I could begin to really understand how I could work with all the departments to really grow revenue and like who I needed to go to, how, like who they were too, like as people um, that were now on the team that I'm joining. Because, you know, I I have a lot of my own ideas, but until I understand how everything is going to, it working now and like um, has been working, I didn't want to just like come in and be like, okay, this is my idea. Like I wanted to like hear where everyone was and get to know everyone. So those three things have been invaluable for me and have helped me really hit the ground running in my job. So smart. So smart. Um, Okay, Nikki, as we start to wrap up, what are the three most important things you'd like our community to remember today? Excuse me, today. Mm, That is really a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing it for me to remind myself of, right, is that, you know, um, it's, it's a good question. I think the best way to build any relationship is to genuinely get excited about learning about someone and be curious. Um, when I'm able to go from like worrying about what I don't have or what I want to get to just being curious about who I'm sitting across from, everything is easier. Um The second thing is creating events that I truly want to be at. We work so hard and so much in this lifetime. I really believe in work-life integration because like, I'm definitely not going to have any balance anytime soon. Like that is just not how my body is built and like how my brain is built. So knowing I'm going to be working a lot and I really enjoy working a lot and be, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with these, with these opportunities, relationships, people meeting new people. I want to be doing stuff that I actually want to be doing. And so finding that common ground where I can do something I care about, but I can also invite everyone into is really important um, thing to remember. It's like, if there's an event that I'm planning that I'm like, I don't even want to go, most likely no one else wants to go either, right? (laughs) (laughs) So true. And like the consolation prize is if the event is a flop, which we've all had events that like don't quite go as planned, at least I want to be there. And I'm like happy to be there, yeah. right? So yep. like that, that to yep. me is the second, second thing. Um, and the third thing that uh, remembering that I always remind myself is like, if I can stay organized and like, this is where WISP really helps. It's like, I want to actually ter- maximize my impact of being places. Like, I don't want to just be somewhere and then never follow up because nothing will come from that for me mm-hmm. to add or for me to, you know, earn. So being organized with my, um, with my tech, like using WISP, having good habits for daily like follow-up and having good processes in place. I could do everything else right. But if I'm under the um, misconception that people are just going to remember and think of me, I'm crazy. 
So staying top of mind, following up, building that funnel is uh, is of the utmost important to make the first two things really impactful and successful too. Awesome. All right, Nikki, <clears throat> finish this sentence. Okay. No like trust is. No like trust is, aside from being an amazing podcast. <laughs> like just being being authentic and 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 really being okay being comfortable with yourself so that you can get to know other people um being true to your word and uh i think no like trust is also giving people the benefit of the doubt and kind of like checking your ego and fear and worries at the door and just going into a situation to like find out more and be curious love it love it oh my god that's a Good questions. You like that? That's our yeah. finisher. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Yeah. So my, um, I will <laughs> with this, I will put my wisp on it. So you guys can easily just connect to me. Um, it's attached to my digital business cards. So you can literally have all my information in a moment after you click on it. And you can also see how the tech works. Um, you can also find us at wisp.io and, um, I will, the, my wisp is really the best way to find me. LinkedIn as Perfect. well. My wisp is on everything. So we'll have it um, in the show notes for the podcast. We'll put it in the comments in the live cast. Um, and I'm super excited to actually, we, I, I think I have it from when we went on our walk. Like, yeah, I, well, I'll, send, I already I'll, have send you, I'll send you a link though, so that you have, yeah, that you send have yeah. So you're not just sharing my digital business card, but they can have the experience of um, sc- scanning or clicking and, um, and texting right in. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. This has been so awesome. Um, and for everyone who's watching live, watching the replay or listening on the podcast, thank you so much. And if you enjoyed our podcast, we would so love it if you would share it with your friends. Um, give us a five-star review, leave us a review, subscribe, and um, we'll see you here next time. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thanks for having me. So fun. 